welcome to another thought-provoking episode of the You Know Show. We are two geeks who talk about everything. My name is Aaron, and I'm joined, as always, by my cousin Landon. Good day. It's going to be a philosophical evening, or afternoon, or morning, whenever you're listening to this. Good afternoon, good evening, and good night. Walter Cronkite. <laughs> okay. So, uh, guys, kids... Is that Walter Cronkite? No, that was the Truman Show. Oh. Wait, wasn't there someone who said... Oh, I'm thinking of the guy who's like, good day. Walter Harvey. Yeah. Paul Harvey. Paul Harvey. Paul Harvey. He's like, good day. Good day. <laughs> this is Paul Harvey. Good day. Uh, Cronkite would, would say, uh, and that's the way it was. It was. That's right. Walter Cronkite. Um, but the Truman anyway. Show was, in case I don't see you, good afternoon, good evening, and good night. I need to watch that again. That's a good movie. It is a good movie. I actually just watched it yesterday. Mm. It's good stuff. Uh, All right. So uh, if you joined us last week, you know that this week we are talking about questions. Uh, There is this book, ironically titled The Book of Questions. It's by a guy named Gregory Stock, Ph.D. Not sure what that Ph.D. is in. Maybe it's maybe his doctor of thinkology. I don't know. Peter Venkman. Kind of a... I doubt. I doubt he's has anything to do with Peter Venkman, a fictional character in a Ghostbusters movie. But just that kind of caliber of PhD. Just wondering. It, it could be very, very easily could be that kind of thing. Um, but okay. So, so I'll I'll give you backstory with at least what I know about the book of questions. Is this a long backstory? Should I lay back? If you would like, is this a is this a something where you're gonna you know is this like a flashback moment? Um, if I had that power, yes, but I don't have that power. Yeah, this isn't Wayne's world, and I can't do that. All I can do is give you a description of um, travel back with me to tenth grade, here, Patrick Henry High School. I am in Western civilization world history kind of class. And uh, and we've got a teacher named Mr. Salo. And Mr. Salo was one of those teachers who, oh, how do I put this? He was very easily distractible. Uh, and so it was <laughs> super easy to get him off topic and and to not talk about the things that we're supposed to be learning about. Uh, this, so is, this is a guy who showed us the gods must be crazy as part of curriculum. <laughs> Great movie, by the, the way. Movie. <laughs> Great movie. Um, but often, you know, if, if he didn't feel like teaching or if we didn't feel like learning, we would encourage him to pull out this book of questions. Um, and and it was just it was just for fun. It was just these they're these random questions. Um, the version of the book I have is a revised version uh that, that came out a few years ago. Um, the one that the one that he had came out in the '90s. So if that tells you how long this this thing's been around, but anyway, sounds uh, like an awesome teacher. He was great. He was. Uh, oh. well, another way to to get him off topic was to ask him about. Uh, I can't remember which finger he had that was amputated, but he was missing a finger. Um, Weird. get him to tell that story. He'd tell that story every time somebody asked him. Didn't matter that we are all heard it fifty times. I wouldn't have wanted to hear it. Oh, it was a fascinating story. I can't remember any of it right now, but it was Clearly, good stuff. Not so Clearly, it made a made a mark on my life. 
<laughs> All right. So, Landon, here's what, what we're going to do. All right. There are 291 separate questions in this book. Do we have time for this? Not all 291. <laughs> we will put a limit on how far we go with this. Um, because some of these questions will be super easy to answer and be like, uh, that you know, obviously is just a yes or no answer. And so, yes. Okay. All right. uh, but some of them, they're going to make you think. Okay. Uh-oh. Uh, a lot of these questions are are what you would call morality or ethical questions. A lot of them are like, uh, what would you do in this situation? Uh, oh. Or like, would you rather kind of questions? Oh. So um, it, it it's it's a good it's a good uh, kind of mix of of what could make your brain tick. So what I'm going to do explode. is ask you to give me a number okay. between one and two hundred ninety one. And we'll begin. Do I have to talk about why I choose the number? I mean, are we doing this in depth? No, this is not who wants to be a millionaire. I don't need to know why you're picking A over D. I just want you to give an answer. All right. All right. All right. Here we go. Here we go. 92. 92. Good number. Good number. Why did you pick 92? You don't want to know that. Okay. All right. 92. Here we go. Well, this one has a follow-up question. <gasps> oh. Okay, but we'll start with the beginning. Would you be willing? Ooh, ooh, this one's racy. This one's <laughs> racy. Good choice. Would you be willing to give up sex for a year if you knew it would give you a much deeper sense of peace than you have now? That's a year, Landon. A year. Um, now, I'll let. Yeah, I mean, you go ahead. You you answer that because you'd be missing out on something. Me, I got nobody, uh, so I'm not missing out on anything. Uh, so yeah, yeah. Um, you know, <laughs> I mean, celebrating twenty years married. Uh, so I you want your year to start after your anniversary. <laughs> <laughs> There's a good point. Um, you know, I think I think so. I think the the idea of finding peace uh, would probably make um, all aspects of marriage, life, and everything better and enhanced beyond that year. So I guess um, I would I would choose a a path of inner peace. Would you have to talk your wife into it? <laughs> probably more than i'd like to <laughs> all right you want the follow-up question on that one yeah yeah all right what would you be willing to give up to have as much wonderful sex as you oh, desire for the next year we probably should have done a disclaimer before this so for all of <laughs> disclaimer our... this thing is rated r for all of our our uh listeners who are too young to listen to this part just know I'm answering in a PG fashion, 13, PG-13 fashion here. I think we'll be okay. What would I be willing to give up? We've never claimed to be a family-friendly podcast. <laughs> what would I be willing to give up for the best sex? Um, I, I guess I would say um, everything other than inner peace. <laughs> no, <I'm just> <laughs> well, I, I've done worked on inner peace for an entire year now. What, what at am this I gonna, point... Gonna... You know, uh, 
Yeah. Wow. Wow. That that really got to it. You know, I thought That's I thought uh, we, we dove right in. Head first. It in. There you go. So I, I knew there were some sex questions in here, but I didn't know we'd get. A, <laughs> I mean, what are the odds that the very first question you pick uh, is all about the sex? Yes. Yes. Um, I think and, I think I land solid on that for myself. Yeah. To, to give my answer, absolutely, I'll give it up for a year because I don't know what I'm missing. So, uh, all right, you want to give me another number? Sure. All right, here we go. Let's go ahead and go with 33. 33. Who would have known 92 was such a racy question? I know. Okay. This one's not as racy. Here we go. But it does have the word sex in it. Good gravy. What book is this? <laughs> I thought this was a clean book. Did the he teacher get fired? I was in high school. <laughs> did the we teacher get children. fired? I mean, he's still, I mean, did he retire well or did they have to let him go? You know? Uh, <laughs> I'll be honest. I don't know. I don't know what happened to him after I graduated. I mean, he's, <laughs> he'll just fade off into the, the woodwork. Maybe he's working on his inner peace. This is a where we're all part of, uh, you know, a simulation anyway. He's probably just an NPC out there just getting things done. Uh, all right. Uh, question number 33. Would you want to spend a week as someone of the opposite sex? Someone very old, very beautiful, very ugly or severely handicapped. If so, which one would most intrigue you? So your your options, if you wanted to spend a week as someone else, spend a week as someone of the opposite sex, very old, very beautiful, very ugly, or severely handicapped. Um, I would want to be someone old because I think like being old but not having the journey behind it, you know, there it's not an appeal. You know, it's, it's, uh, you know, maybe, maybe somebody says I want to be old, so I'm like retired, but I, I guess I just, there's like a journey that goes with that. So I don't think that's the one for me. Um, ugly living my best life now, actually. No. Um, I think, you know, um, that I could see the value in that to be able to, you know, get out of so much vanity or, or the pursuit of vanity. Um, I guess it would be interesting to understand what it's like to be a woman, I suppose, um, just because, you know, being a, a, a male and and uh, uh, there's so much talk about how, you know, males are so misogynistic and, and I'm trying to learn off of my, my father's example and good men in my life uh, to not be that kind of person. But at the same time, I think there's still a whole side of things that you don't get to see like if the question include would you would you like to try to be from another ethnicity you know or something like that i i would say probably yes you know because it's just i'd, I'd like to to have that kind of exposure to a, a for a better appreciation if you will you interesting um i'm with you i think i'd i would want to like of those options um probably go with spend a week as, as some of the opposite sex. Um, you know, I, I think about that and, and think about how 
I mean, look at me. I'm a a white man, age forty three, uh, and old already. Do what? Old already. Old already. Yeah. Um. You know. I I think about the. You know, we we live in a society where just being a white male heterosexual makes you privileged, which is is crazy because I never I don't I don't feel privileged. I know it's right. there. I know the privilege right. is there, right? But uh, but I don't feel it. And so, like, if I were to put myself in the shoes of a woman and experience that for a week, what does that do for that mentality of privilege? Right. You know how does how does that change for me? And um, I I I picture it almost being like, uh, you know, I I've got a. a a mind that that tries to go toward the humorous as often as possible, but I'm I'm picturing myself as a woman getting cramps for the first time. Oh, it's like what the hell? <laughs> be, yeah, be like, what? how do you deal with this all the time? Why? You know, I've had the privilege of working <laughs> with a lot of women um, in, in my different jobs and careers, and um, I've I've met a few people that have worked alongside me and worked for me who have had other work experiences with men that they've told me about that were very just alarming, you know, just how, how they were yeah. um, with them. And again, like I said, I, I, I'm very fortunate with uh, up my upbringing on the matter, but it's just, I think it just happened. It's pretty prevalent and it's just a whole side of things that I don't really get exposure to except for what people tell me. And it's just, I, I think having that awareness, um, would be helpful so hmm. yeah i think it's 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 shocking to hear some of the stories you know when when women have been willing to come out with the truth that right. they have experienced because a lot don't like there are so many right. who they feel like it's it's almost like society has trained them to believe it's their fault that this kind of like that horrible right. things happen to them that that you know sexual harassment or assault right. or right. Uh, things like that happen to them. It's not, but at the same time, you know, our world is such that it's like they are are taught not to say anything because it'll be right. embarrassing to you, not to right. the guy who did this to you. It'll be embarrassing for you. Um, and I, gosh, I, I wish that there was a, a different narrative on, on all of that. And it's just, it, I think things are changing for the better, but it's, it's right. so slow going, um, getting there. I think that's one of the things that I'm looking forward to with heaven and, um, and, you know, when, you know, the new earth and, and just, just as, uh, as this whole mortal coil ends, you know, it just obviously we're striving for it on this earth and and all of that in our society but just the idea of having that being bereft of that that challenge that problem both in gender and ethnicity um oh it's it's crazy okay so next one how about question 200 200 getting on up there man all right number 200 oh wow this one has uh, a couple of follow-up questions. Oh, this is a long one. Oh, it's almost like a story here. An eccentric millionaire offers to donate a large sum to charity if you'll step naked from your car 
again with the sex, onto a busy downtown street and walk four blocks before getting back into the vehicle. If you knew there'd be no danger of physical abuse, how big a donation would it take to get you to do it? Now remember, this is a donation to charity. They're not paying you to strut naked four blocks. This is this is a, a donation going to a charity of your choice. Yeah. Um, I, and uh, and what if you knew that your stroll would be posted online? That is that is another kink to the question. So no. <laughs> no, no amount amount of money. No amount of, no money. Amount of money. None. What if it what if the money matter. were going to you? Well, <laughs> what if what if they said, a, "All right, all right, Landon, um, so if I we make can, a we plan. can give a million dollars to the American Red Cross. We can save a lot of lives with that with that money. Make a lot of people comfortable. Yeah, or we could give you a million dollars. All you got to do is is walk out of that car four blocks naked. You're not going to give that money to people who need it. We're just going to give it to you." I'd say give me two million, <laughs> match that with the charity, two okay. million to me, two million to the charity, and then I'll go and I'll I'll find a place in the middle of nowhere in Europe and I'll, you know, no, no, it's it's, it's according to the question, it has to be a busy downtown street. No, 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 no. That's fine. I'll just I'll do the deal. I'll walk naked, and then I'm gonna I'm gonna go to Europe. I'm oh, live. I got you, got you. With your two million dollars, you're gonna yeah. Yeah, yeah, I'll do Go that. Go someplace now, where they don't know you. You know, the money side of it, like, I, I wouldn't do it for charity. I probably wouldn't do it for money for myself. It, I, it would be more like a, if somebody I was, I would do it in a heartbeat if it was somebody in danger. You know, here's, here's, here's a, here's a question. Let me, let me throw this one at you. All right. So I'm going to, I'm going to override this one. You're overriding right, Gregory say, Yeah. Let's say, for example, you are, you find out, you're picked out and you're told you get a call from somebody that says, go, it's like a, a diehard with a vengeance, you know, diehard three, you know, situation mm. where Simon where you says, get the call. Yeah. Simon says, you've got to go out to a busy area, people taking pictures, all that stuff. And if you do that and you go out and you get naked and you go back in the car, it'll save some stranger's life. Sure. I'll do it. There you go. Why not? Why not? There you go. I mean, it's not like I've got anything that people haven't seen before. Good God. What are you doing? I mean, on not on me. Okay. I was going to say, what are you doing on the weekend? Maybe I don't know all that you're... It's my secret OnlyFans account. <laughs> uh, no, like, <laughs> as, as far as as far as human anatomy goes, it's not like there's something special happening. So, um, you know, why not? <laughs> if it saves somebody's life, <laughs> yeah, I'd go there. By all means. Are we talking like Times Square? Yeah. Strutting in front of the Lincoln Memorial or something? Now, if I could do it over at like downtown <clears throat> in Vegas, you know, down uh, by the Golden Nugget, down there where they uh, where everybody's naked anyway, you know, that's all right. I think what I would want to do is let's let's up the ante a little bit uh, and uh, just go full crazy. Give me a, a fake lightsaber, and I'll just run up and down the street. I am a Jedi. That, 
That's right. If we could do a little bit more fun stuff. Yeah. Yeah. It'd be a lot. Yeah. Let's wow. Uh, talk me into that one. Ooh, that's <clears> a hard <throat> question. All right. We're gonna go with 58. 58. Jumping all over the place here. Yeah, you get oh, more comfortable in my nudity. <laughs> well, see, that's what I do at home is I walk yeah. around naked all the time. But there's nobody here except make sure He doesn't mind. Just make sure the laptop's closed. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I, that little light there next to the, the camera, it's off whenever I'm doing this stuff. All right. Are there people you envy so much that you'd actually want to trade lives with them? If so, who? No. No, not at all. It's a very psychologically healthy answer. <laughs> there is a follow-up to that. Do you think many people would want to trade lives with you if they knew your whole story? Jeez. That's a harder question, isn't it? Um. Yeah. Yeah, but I don't necessarily know that that that's that's the right answer. You know what I mean? Like, right. there is no right answer. I, I think you know, you know, I talk about privilege and things like that. That it could be perceived on on the one side. You know, you look at your career, your job, your life, and and where you've come. You know, I, I have. Uh, a wife and kids and a family and a house and a job and you know and i've so you know sure i mean there there certainly would be somebody who's in a hard spot that would look in um but i don't i don't make the decision for myself of not wanting to trade because i'm like arrived or something like that it's more that like uh my my journey is is my faith wherever that journey goes you know even if tomorrow that means that i lost lost it all you know it's it's my it's my journey i yeah. feel more in touch with that now than i probably did i would have had a different answer like a decade ago or or so you know it's it's different now so you yes yeah, so i think that's what's interesting about these questions is like you know you can answer them one way like i said when when we were in high school and, and he was asking these questions in class you know yeah. we would have one one answer at the age of 14 15 16 years right. old right you know now late thirties, early forties. That's a, it's a different world. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, for me, I, I, I'm not one to envy people, you know, I don't, yeah. I don't envy like every now and then. Sure. I'll envy some, like if, if I hear that somebody's had a major windfall and suddenly they, you know, have millions of dollars, well, I wouldn't mind trading places with him for a minute, <laughs> uh, right. but you know, it's not like that. I don't want to trade lives with somebody. I'm, I'm content with what I'm even, even in my past when I have been, unhappy with with career or um location or friendships relationships you know i've i've never really wanted to get out of that by trying to be somebody else like right what's the point this is this is my life and it is it is the sum of my decisions up until this point that have made me who i am that's you exactly know and i'm i'm not going to be right. you know disappointed with who that is like I, I feel like i am who i'm meant to be at this point right. and i'm still growing and i'm still maturing and and learning about who i can become as i grow older as i you know hopefully grow wiser um right. so yeah no i i'm 
never. I don't don't ask me to trade places with anybody. I mean, if it was a temporary thing, like spend a day as Brad Pitt. All yeah. right, let's see yeah, what that's yeah, like. That'd be, that'd be cool. But but like not. I I don't want to trade places with somebody permanent on a permanent basis. Like you know, I'm talking like let's do a quantum leap kind of thing where yeah, where I get yeah. to experience someone else's life just because of the the interesting. Yeah. And experience that that, that would be yeah yeah um i also but, think it goes yeah i think it goes without saying too but you know I, there's like it doesn't doesn't take away from the fact that there's regret you know or things that i would do differently in my life it's not like i don't look back and say gosh i wish i was a different person you know right and then the one i am it's just yeah you're right being in somebody else's shoes their their journey their spouse or girlfriend or or job or life i mean there's it's just like, I don't know, man. I'm just far more focused on journey at this point than I am on any of that arrival, I suppose. All right. I concur. Question three. Three. Okay, back to the beginning. If you had to be obsessed with... Go again, man. <laughs> it's, it's just, they just throw it in there like it's like it's nothing. It if could you be that I have be, a telepathic magnet to these questions, you know. <laughs> if you had to be obsessed with money, sex, sports, religion, or food, which one would you choose? If um, you had to be obsessed with one of those things. Now, I guess let me clarify for us here. Obviously, the book won't clarify, but for us, are we talking about a healthy obsession or are we talking about an unhealthy obsession? Because a healthy obsession, I, I think I'd probably lean towards religion you know and my faith um is there such thing as healthy obsession though that's that's the thing i mean semantics you know someone can say that they're obsessed with something in, in a fun way um or or in a devoted way i think it'd be good for us in this questioning to say an unhealthy obsession yeah. you know yeah I, I think that's the way that it is uh it's designed to to invoke that feeling of you know, when you think of somebody who was obsessed right. with something, it's like you need to take a step back, son. Right, right. So I wouldn't want to be in an uh, an obsession, unhealthy religion, you know, because that would deviate from what I think is valuable about religion. Um, so okay, so um what do I got? I got money, sex, what else? Money, sex, sports, religion, or food. Sports. Yeah, not sports. Sports. <laughs> we have a show that we're two geeks who talk about Please. everything except sports. <laughs> it's, Boo. Yeah, it's uh it's almost unreasonable. Sports uh, ball. Food. To be obsessed with food. Um, well, I think I, I covered that at one point in my life. Um hey, you're the guy who puts together charcuterie money. boards like it's your job. Oh, that's true. Maybe food would be true because uh, to be an obs obsessed with food, not necessarily just the consumption, but the preparation and the – I think food would be it. Money just makes you crazy if you're obsessed with money. Um, sex can ruin the lives of everyone around you if you right. have an obsession. Um, yeah, I guess food. I wouldn't be – I wouldn't – being a, an ultra foodie. You know, that would be that would but be that doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to be like obsessed with food to the point where you're overeating every right. time you it sit down to a meal. Like it could just be that you right. Yeah. You you have a certain palate. You you yeah. enjoy food. Like yeah. you you are 
snobbish about the yeah. foods you eat um and and you're the kind of guy who can uh i'm picturing um an episode of how i met your mother where they were they were on the hunt for the best burger in new york <laughs> and and there's a scene where um where marshall is describing this hamburger that he had this one time and like it's <laughs> it's it's really what it is it's a play on a speech from um from the movie amadeus and he said this is no mere food this is god communicating to us through food this is no, this is no mere hamburger this is this is god communicating to us that's hilarious all right so food is where i go what about you uh i mean that seems like the healthiest way to go because you're right i mean if you obsess over money you're gonna go nuts um because because if you're obsessed with money enough is never enough it's like you know you you think about the the people who are um well a line from from our favorite movie greedy um you know the people who who don't have it want it the ones who do have it want more uh and that's 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 your obsession with with money Sex, you're right. That's going to destroy everybody around you. Sports don't matter. <laughs> Stupid. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, there was um, a moment in my heart where I thought, "Oh, I should apologize to all the sport." No, I'm not. How many? Your how many people do you think you actually? Enough. They're they're off watching ESPN. They're not listening to us. You're not listening to our. They're podcast. watching Sports Center. Go. Go watch Sports Center. You sporty. Guys, rubbish. Uh, let's see, religion. I mean, you know, I took a lot of church history classes in in college, and it's fascinating to study religion. Yeah, but I don't and, think and... I don't think that the obsession they're talking about here is is an obsession over the the factual knowledge of you know the way that religions have come about throughout the the centuries. I think this is more of a I'm, yeah, I'm devoted to my religion. And if you aren't, then you're crazy and you're going straight to hell. Um, yeah. no, I don't want to be. I don't want to be that guy. I don't want to, you know, turn into somebody who is a cautionary tale on uh, a documentary on Netflix twenty years from now because my compound burned down. Um, yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, so let's go with food. Um, <laughs> Being good. Specifically, foodie. specifically potatoes, and the different ways they can be prepared. Potatoes. That's tenders, precious potatoes. Boil them, mash them, stick them in a stew. Give us fish. All right. Question number 77. 77. Oh, 77s. I just love listening to your golem. <laughs> Crypto's like, what? What? Sorry, did I disturb you? <laughs> did I distract you from licking your own butt for a while? Jeez. Seriously, Crypto's I can just, see like, you up there. At you. <laughs> Crypto's just like looking at you like, really? What? That's what I do with a dog. All right. If, if you discovered that when you were conceived, 
you were one of five identical embryos and have four living <laughs> identical twins, would you be more intrigued or distressed? Would you want to meet your siblings? So, so here's the hypothetical. When you were born, there were five of you, and your parents only kept you, but the other four are out there somewhere. That's... Are we talking like test tube embryos, like sci-fi? Like there's like a hospital. I mean, it's like gotta be. It's gotta be like. I mean, we're, we're grabbed one. I think we're talking about an orphan black kind of situation. Hmm. Hmm. So like, you were one of five in a lab, and your parents got you, but the other four, they were still allowed to grow and were adopted out and became other versions of you. Yes, I would want to meet them all. I think it's the narcissist in me, you know? <laughs> I want to meet them all. I think I want to meet them all. What about you? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I'd want to meet them all. Because as a student of psychology, I would want to know the difference between nature and nurture. I would yeah. want to know, all right, how were you raised? Why are you the way you are? Are you an introvert like I am? Is that biological? Or is that because of the way I was raised? If all of them, worst case scenario, all of them are better than I am, and I learn, I learn how to better walk the path of the land in life, you know? If any of them are better than me, I'm killing them and taking over their <laughs> lives. Well, I think we found our replacement for majors as King the Conqueror. I right mean, here. I'm just saying, if we're identical, we've got the same thumbprints, right? so identical thumbprint Ooh, that could also open up a liability because then you don't know where they are they could doppelgang and you know they could take over your life well, have you ever met your doppelganger <laughs> no i well, have <clears throat> i've been told you've met your your doppelganger yeah oh in college he was a, he was a kid uh who came to to visit bluefield one day uh like one of those open house weekends you're like leave it's taken. Was, there's only there's only room here for one of us. <laughs> and other people noticed it too. They were like they never saw him again. That kid looks just like you. I'm like, yeah, I know. His voice was different and he walked differently. But other than that, it was creepy. <laughs> All right. How about ninety-eight? All right. 98, and then we'll check our time and see if we got time for one more after this. All right. 98. I don't think we'll have time for another one after this. This has this is a three-parter. If you knew you were destined never to achieve anything of real importance, how would it change your goals and attitudes? What if you knew you were destined for great things but didn't know what? Um, so think, think about that first part first. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ask it one more time. If you knew you were destined never to achieve anything of real importance, how would it change your goals and attitudes? So I guess I'm a father, and I have an 11 and a 14-year-old, and I've reached a place in my life where 
I've come to understand that what I do for these kids is more important than anything else. Right. Um, so I guess I, I, I be, I'm kind of, kind of feel that way. I don't feel like, you know, other than just trying to, to walk a, the life and path that I feel like God has me on. I think that I would work my life towards trying to have them be that person. So if you're not going to be the hero, be the sidekick and be one hell of a sidekick. You know, that's, that's what I would say is I want to be, I want, I want to look, my kids look back and feel like I was their biggest promoter that I was, you know, the person behind the, the scenes that drove them to their greatness to help someone else become great. That's what I want. That's a good parental answer. That's how I feel. How about you? That's, I feel like that's <clears throat> when you're a parent, you want your kids to have a world that was better than the one you had. Right. Yeah. Um, I, for one, am not a parent. So I don't give a crap about my kids. <laughs> um, you have crypto. He's a don't dog. Don't you want crypto to be the best? <laughs> yes, he he's the bestest good boy there is. Licking his own butt again. He's happy. Um, you know, I think the temptation there would be, uh, well, I don't have anything on the horizon. I'm not going to be uh, successful in business or in medicine or politics or really anything. So I might as well just sit at home and build Lego sets. And, oh, wait, that's what I do. <laughs> <laughs> well, hedonism, I mean, right? I mean, isn't that like the the draw? It's like I'm not gonna do much, so I guess I will just not do much. Know, find my comfort, you know, find my comfort things and and hedonistically, you know, enjoy those. Um I don't know, sometimes like... we're a bit too wound up, you know, focused on the impact, especially social media and people becoming the thing. You know, there's there's such a I don't know if it's just here in the U.S. or it's all over the world, but there's just this. And that's just the U.S. Focus, <laughs> focus on just becoming the best one, the the most popular one, and you know that's that's a lot of pressure. I mean, there's some there's some relief to not feeling like you've got to be the guy or the right. girl, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, pay your taxes. Be a citizen. <laughs> <laughs> taxes. Like that's important. All right, we got time for one more. Go ahead, give us give us one more question or one more one number. More. We're gonna go with one hundred and twenty six. One hundred twenty six. Okay. Ooh, this one's fun. A little morbid, but whatever. What would your funeral be like if you died tomorrow? Who would you want to speak? And what would they say about you if they were being honest? <clears throat> huh. Huh. Dude, tomorrow's looking rough, man. <laughs> um... It's okay. No one really died. He, he put his <laughs> paw on my shoulder like he's he's consoling me. Yeah. Oh. Um, it's, it's okay, buddy. Yeah, my wife. My wife would not 
be well to to say stuff. So, uh, what about you? You 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 say something. Let me think for a second. All right. Um, I would want a Viking funeral. No, meaning that I would want my body on a a a raft or a boat set out to, well, probably on Smith Mountain Lake. I mean, let's 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 close this body of water. Uh, and you know, obviously I would want an archer, a trained archer to shoot a flaming arrow, uh, and you know, obviously be cremated that way. Uh, I think that would be fun. Um, I mean, for everybody else, not so much for me. (laughs) I wouldn't, I mean, I I don't think I'd care. I'd, I'd be dead. So, um, who would I want to speak at my memorial service though? Uh, you, do you think you'd be able to come up with something, uh, something good? I mean, let's say, I mean, obviously this says, what would they say about you if they were being honest? Uh, you say what you want, man. Yeah, I mean, I would. <laughs> yeah, I, I got no problems with that. Oh man. <laughs> I mean, I, I think I think the hope would be whoever spoke. Um, you know, I hope that they would uh I don't know, say that uh at the very least I was uh I was a good friend. Um and that uh I had a a quirky sense of humor that you may not have gotten unless you got to know me better. Um, the kind of person who would drop what he was doing to help out if if it was possible for him to help. Um, you know, I would I would hope that that people would see me as somebody who loves others more than myself if that makes sense. And I know that's not the case all the time. I know that about myself um, because as a human being, I do have a lot of selfish tendencies, but I would hope that overall uh, my personality is such that um, when it comes down to it, um, you know, somebody in need is going to be a priority for me and and has been a priority for me in the past. And um, So, you know, again, that's my hope. Whether that's true and that's how people see me, I don't know. Um, but uh, I think that's how I like to see my best self, if that makes sense. Right. right. <laughs> um, I guess okay. while the Viking thing is fantastic, I mean, really. Oh, wait, I also want a choir of whistlers. Oh. Not to, not to sing It Is Well With My Soul, but to whistle it in four-part harmony. Could you imagine a choir of whistlers in four-part harmony? I am trying. How great would that be? Man. It would be great. And if they can't pull it off on whistles, Mm. they can use kazoos. Mm. Yeah, that would be fun for five seconds. Um, The fun and funeral, man. We're putting the fun and funeral. (laughs) I would want my funeral to be treated like a party. So, like, of course, you'll have your moment where you have a church service, you know, but I would want there to be an event afterwards that's like a that that's equivalent to a wedding reception where there's like 
you know, there's an open bar, there's like good food, you know, there's music, there's a band, and it's just Moon like bounce. a send off, huh? Moon bounce, Moon bounce, the kids. Yeah, that's a great idea. I like Thank that. You, you got to shove them somewhere so everybody else can have fun. That's right. So, um, if you have an open bar, you have to have a moon bounce for the kids. That sounds great. Maybe one for the adults as well. Um, <laughs> but like, uh, so so that's what I would want. I I, I would really, if, if it was just like people standing around, like and just like bringing like a whole bunch of food that's going to go in a fridge, I'd be like, oh gosh, you know, let's do a money seven thing. lasagnas. <laughs> really? Come on, Janet. <clears throat> I think uh, as far as a person goes, so. Um, I, there's a, there's a guy that I've known since I was in high school named, uh, Jared and, um, and he's, he's now a radio host. Um, so he's got a really great voice for it. You know, he'd be like, Landon, you know, but, um, he, he's known me in so many different ways over the years. <clears throat> and we had had a period of time where we were close and then a period of time where we were in different worlds. And then we got back together, you know, and, and communicate often. And he just, he knows me. And it'd be cool for, I guess he he have a more objective sense on who I am, who I was, what mattered to me, and and the impact I had hoped to have. So <clears throat> I think that would be for good old Jared Holland, otherwise known as Tom Morgan of Charlottesville Morning Show. Dog yeah. just collapsed. There you go. So yeah, well that's uh, yeah that that ends it well. I mean you know it that definitively is the end. Uh, an it is. Question. So I mean we <laughs> we sort of we sort of began with life talking about sex and yeah and uh, <clears throat> now we've we've ended it with with death. Uh, good good coming around full circle on these questions. I like the book. I think that's a fun book. It is it is a fantastic book. Once in a while. Um, I've, so I've been using this book for years as, uh, if, if any of you guys at home have been keeping up with my blog, it is when I, well, I haven't been blogging a lot recently, but in the past, whenever I've done a question of the week that yeah. this book is where those questions come from. That's fun. That's fun. So, yeah. You gotta, you gotta read his Pekka Palooza blog. It's good. It's a good writer. It's the, the confusing middle. Yeah. That's yeah. the one. That's Sorry. it. <laughs> whatever <clears throat> uh excuse me i get the feed i get the yeah. auto feed. he's 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 subscribed are you in <laughs> fact are you subscribed to this uh you know thing yeah. that we're doing here this podcast the you, you know subscribe. show like or subscribe so if you yes. like what you're hearing here please uh you know tell your friends and family like subscribe hit that little notification button if you're watching us on youtube leave a comment uh, because we would love to hear what you have to say. Answer any one of these questions if you feel comfortable doing so. Um, because you know, it's not just about you guys getting to know us, we want to get to know you too. Absolutely. Uh, all five of you who listen to this thing. Uh so <laughs> please let us know. Mom, please don't answer the sex question. Please, no. I beg you. Please. Yeah, you're please. not my mom, but I, I don't want to hear it either. Please, please don't um, answer that question. <clears throat> so yeah. Um all right. Well, that does it for us. We will be back in a couple of weeks. Uh, I believe, uh, Landon, you are going to be out of town celebrating your 20th wedding anniversary. Yeah, my 20th wedding anniversary. Going on a cruise down to the uh, St. Thomas, St. Martin, things like that. Royal Caribbean. That'll be a great, great week. And uh, yeah, 20 we'll look years out for married. the pirates. 
I will. Are I am pirates one. of the Caribbean? I am. I am the pirate of the Caribbean. Okay. We're gonna have a lot of fun. <laughs> what is the room going? Who's the room going? <laughs> All right, folks. Um, that wraps it up for us. We'll be back in a couple of weeks. And until then, have a great whatever it is, wherever you are. See ya. Thank you.